Monique, Monique Jefferson with Chapman's Status Business here. Okay, so the code 15 gets you 10% off your virtual training with Monique that puts her like right in your living room, hoping you get yourself together. And lastly, she has the code maintain 15. Now that's if you haven't been eating that many quarantine snacks, you know, you've been eating carrots instead of, you know, donuts, and you've already done some body work. If you just want to keep it, you know, as good as it already is, use that code maintain 15. If you don't want to be looking at stress, this mean you love in that meme right there. Now, so our next moment from Twitter in terms of what's been brewing about Bridgerton is from Miss Samantha Bergen. She says she stayed up all night, like 100 plus hours, trying to watch the show. It took me about three days to watch the whole thing. Um, I would love for y'all to drop in the comments and let me know how long did it take you to watch Bridgerton? Were you able to like smash it out in one day? I can do that sometimes. Um, just depending on what I got going on in my day, but I wanted to really enjoy this, you know, I wanted to soak it up. It was a lot of eye candy. I wanted to take my time and enjoy it. Um, but you don't have to be looking, you know, like Samantha here. Let your phone get some rest, child. It's on Netflix. You can watch it anytime. And our last moment from the internet here is simply talking about how fine the Duke of Eight Patience is. So our girl, Adri, just kept it playing and said he's back. I mean, and I think that's just the word. I think that's all we need right there. Like, you know how um, people have been saying this year, like, that's the tweet. That's the tweet. The new patience is just back. Like, here. So now, guys, we're going to delve into the meat of our show, the piping hot moments from Bridgeton. So these are three moments that when I was watching, I was like, OMG, gotta talk about it. Let's get ready. Moment number one is when the Duke of Hastings and Daphne first meet. Now, this takes place at the Danbury Ball, which is just like a really social event that happens during the marriage season where the girls come out and like parlay around, you know, just kind of be seen. You know, like when you want to be Greek and you'll be out and it's just like, please, notice I exist. This is what these balls are like, but think like extra rich. So the Duke and Daphne meet at the Danbury Ball. And I feel like this is a piping hot moment because I thought it was rather funny. These are two people who are really hot on the social scene. He knows everybody, she knows everybody. And yet when they run into each other, they don't know who each other are. Um, so Daphne actually bumps into the Duke as she is running away from another creeper named Lord Berber. We're gonna get into him later because I feel like he just crossed some major boundaries. Um, but she's running away from Lord Burbrook when she bumps into the Duke. And the first thing she asks him is like, what's your name? And he looks at her like, you tripping. I mean, because who don't know him? Have you seen his face? I'm sure he doesn't have any women wondering who he is and what they like to do to him. So I feel like that was the first piping hot moment um, because they didn't even really know each other. And I like to start at the beginning. See, we got eight whole episodes this season. We got however many seasons coming on after this. I like to start at the very beginning of this relationship. That way we can have a full amount you know, making sure we get all the details at every point. Our second piping hot moment in the show, honey, is Miss Marina Thompson. She came on the scene and made a statement, didn't she? She is living with the Featheringtons. And if you think about them, you can think about like Cinderella's older stepsisters times three, you know? So, I mean, there's just not the hottest women on the market this season, we'll say that. Um, and Miss Mar Marina Thompson comes in she is the cousin of Lord Featherington. So she comes to town to stay with them for the summer, and they're just hoping Lady Featherington is thinking like, okay, you know, I'm gonna just do this good thing. You know, I'm gonna help this girl out. 
and my daughters are still going to have a great marriage season. Well, Marina walks in and she just does the show. She's simply beautiful. Like Penelope calls her beautiful. You just cannot deny the fact. And so this is also a piping hot moment because the queen, who can we all just pause for a moment and breathe, agree, is like a total bad bitch. Like every time we see her, she's just posed and looking like entertaining. But anyway, so the queen has already named Daphne the incomparable for the season. And that just means like she's the hottest on the block. Everybody should really want Daphne. Well, Marina comes in the scene. And then Lady Whistledowns comes around and like undermines the queen. So like the queen has already said that Daphne is like that chick. And then Lady Whistledown comes around and is like, Ooh, actually, I think Miss Marina could bring some competition to the game. So who do you guys think? Would you be trying to chase after Daphne or is Marina over here looking like a snack? And then we also get some extra tea with Marina because later on in the show, we see that she does not have her period for the month. So the maids are in there cleaning up her sheets, you know, doing their job, staying busy. And they pull up the sheets and notice that she has not bled, as they say. So that's like a big clue because, oh my word, you know, here's this supposed to be polished, refined lady coming to your town and she's bringing some scandal along. So I was very interested to see it because I feel like Lady Featherington is a hater. Um, and you can tell what I said. Um, so I'm happy that Marina is here to shake things up in her household. The third piping hot moment, and honestly my favorite, um, is when Lord Burbrook got them paws put on him for coming at Daphne sideways. So they were in the garden. Well, Daphne was out here in, in the garden, in the dark. Um, I feel like she needed a jacket. It reminded me of all the moments when I was growing up and I would be like leaving my grandma's house or something, going home for the evening. And she'd be like, girl, you don't need to be out there in all that night air. As if like the night air was more dangerous than the daytime air. Like it was gonna make me sicker quicker. I don't know, just some evil spirit was going to come get me. But I was kind of concerned about Daphne from the jump. She was out there in that night air, in the dark, and then lo and behold, just like one was suspect, here comes somebody trying her. So her and Daphne, her and um, Lord Birdbrook are in the garden out here chatting it up because Lord Birdbrook believes that he's going to marry Daphne. Her, he and Daphne's brother Anthony have already been like, you know, chatting it up, talking about how Lord Birdwood could be a great candidate for Daphne to marry. He doesn't have any debts, he doesn't have any kids that they know of at this time. Um, and he just seems like a fine, upstanding gentleman in their terms. And so, you know, in Anthony's mind, he's trying to seem like a nice big man in this situation. He feels like, Anthony, I mean, Lord Birdwood and Daphne should just go ahead and get married. But Daphne is not having it at all. She does not want to marry this man. He ain't the one. So when Lord Brooks comes up and he tries to get a little fresh for her, he tries to get a little aggressive, Daphne punches him, she knocks him to the ground, and I'm just here standing for it. I feel like it was a great moment. Daphne is a very dainty character, you know? I saw somebody in one group say she looks like a mouse. I don't know what you think. Does Daphne look like a mouse to you? I feel like she does kind of resemble the country mouse in the story, you know, country mouse and city mouse. When I look at Daphne, I do get a bit of country mouse. I think it's all like the pink, like the rose in her cheeks or whatever, like maybe it's supposed to make her look innocent or delicate. I don't know, nevertheless, uh, Daphne put them paws on her broker. I thought it was great. And then from this moment, births like the whole start of the coup when Daphne and the Duke decide to come together and fool everybody into thinking that they are dating this season. Now this is such a big scandal because Duke has already told everybody out here in these streets that he's not trying to get married. He's a player for the lifetime, okay? He is um, 
he's like, I mean, he's just not, not really saying a lot. It's not really assumed that he's going to change somebody's mind and that he's going to get married this season. Um, so when he and Daphne walk back into the ball, holding hands, you know, looking all magical or whatever, dancing to this music, it just makes a whole statement. It's like Daphne is now back in the spotlight over Marina and, you know, it's looking like she has a good chance out here. I also want to give a shout out to the music in this series. If you have a favorite song that has been like turned into an um, instrumental on Bristle, on Bridgerton, drop it in the comments. I totally love in one of the first scenes when they were dancing to Thank You Next. I didn't even realize like why I was bopping. I was on the couch like, yeah. And I was like, oh snap, like this is modern day music. So I think that's pretty cool. Let me know what you think about it. Um, Thank You Next is one of my favorite songs. Girl Like You was another song in, the, um, in, in a scene from one of those balls which I thought was just cute, like, you know, they're here to be kind of chosen, and they were playing girl like you, you know, similarities and things between the artists. Okay, guys, and now we are in our final segment of the show. This part is called Games and Guesses. So we're going to show you um, some clips here, and I want you to vote in the comments and tell me which rank your favorite moment from your least favorite moment to your greatest favorite moment. And in honor of Daphne and her just like bravo status, um, knocking out Lord Birdbrook, these are all um, slam dunk moments when people got them paws put on them in different movies and scenes throughout our black cinema history here. So our first moment here is the Shonda Rhimes producing where Daphne put some paws on Lord Birdbrook. So first we're going to start with the home team, okay? Take it in, okay? Look at the impact. Think about the motive. Why is she doing this, okay? Why does it matter? Do you connect? with this form of, you know, anger. Next up, we have a classic, okay? We got a classic, Sheila and Mike from Why Did I Get Married? We all know Mike had totally disrespected Sheila, okay? He made her drive to that cabin through the middle of nowhere. I mean, it seemed like it went no mountain high enough, went no valley low enough for Sheila to reach that cabin, but she did, okay? And then when Mike let her know that he had been cheating and sneaking with his side piece, she went outside and said, with a bottle. Another thing that I feel like was pretty deserved. Do you prefer that moment more than Daphne's? Which one was greater? I don't know, friend. You rank it. One more option for you. The last one is a classic. I feel like maybe even more so than Mike and Sheila. Doesn't matter. They're still in the Tyler Perry family, though. Tyler Perry, just a random side thing. You can always count on him for like a good hit. In any Tyler Perry movie, pretty much, he gonna knock somebody out. Like somebody. A man gonna get mad and like knock out the person his wife cheating on him with, or a woman gonna get mad and you know smack somebody that she her husband. You can just 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 wait for it. If you're watching a Tyler Perry movie, somebody gonna get hit. Name your favorite woman in the comments. So our last option here in our games is Helen and Charles from Diary of a Mad Black Woman. We remember this one too. Charles, like Mike, was a total black hole. He like tried to play uh, Helen out of her divorce arrangements. He was a jerk. He too brought a side piece in the house and her whole closet laid up the audacity. Y'all, can you imagine coming into your home and seeing a whole woman's wardrobe in your closet? Like, <laughs> I don't even think any of these reactions would be mine. But you, rank your favorite moment for me. Which one was your least favorite, the middle favorite, your favorite favorite? Let me know in the comments. I'm going to reshare some of your answers across social media. And then for the final part of it, we have some guesses. 
So there are some of you guys watching who have not yet watched any more episodes of Bridgman. Okay, so we're going to break it down week by week. Today is just about episode one. So go back to your episode one mind. Try to forget everything you have already seen and tell me based on just what we know in episode one now. And to all you people specifically who haven't even seen episode two. Do you think Daphne and the Duke are going to get married? I know this is a hot spark. You know, you may have been there before. You meet somebody. It seems like, ooh, this is great. Things are popping. And then it fizzles out like the next day. You find out they like, you know, chickens or something. Who knows? So do you think Daphne and the Duke are going to get married based off of this lovely spark and this, you know, seemingly cute little relationship we've seen them form so far in episode one? My second guess I want you to figure out is just going off of the information we have in episode one, do you think we're going to figure out who is the father of Marina's baby? Now, we learned that she's pregnant in episode one because her period doesn't come. But do, who do you think her baby daddy is? Is it somebody back home? Is Lord Featherington kind of suspect? I do think that as well because he was kind of looking at her a few times. You know, I felt like you and Danger Girl was trying to name um, So who do you think her baby daddy is? And lastly, which I think is just a repeated question, who is Lady Whistledown? Who? She just popped up on the scene out of nowhere. Everybody is concerned of her. I'm a fan because she's a writer, right? So, you know, she's already a winner in my book. But who do you think is Lady Whistledown? So far, we've seen basically everybody accuse each other. Lady Featherington accused um, the Countess, Countess Bridgerton. Back, same thing back. Um, who y'all think it is? Let me know in the comments. And this will wrap up the very first episode of The Jasmine Tea. Thank you guys so very, very much for tuning in. Make sure you head over to championstatustraining.com and use those bumper codes I gave you to help you keep your body looking right and tight in 2021. And then we're going to be right back here in the Sidewalk Film Cinema next Thursday at 7 o'clock as well. So in the meantime, in between time, send me your questions, your comments, and all of your observations to thejasmintpc at gmail.com. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.